1: helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. And I welcome my first caller from the United Kingdom, the London area. Louise is joining us. Welcome to the
2: show, Louise. Hi, Molly. Such a pleasure to be here. Loving the show and appreciate Uh, all of the guidance you're giving to us all. (laughs) Well,
1: I appreciate you for being part of everyone's learning experience. So a huge shout out to you. And I know sometimes... It might be a little nerve-wracking. I've I've come to appreciate that um, it's kind of sort of a big deal for some people. So I want to just acknowledge your
2: courage and your willingness uh, to call in. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity, actually, to uh, get a bit of guidance from you today. Um, so I work for Global Software Organization, Molly, and we're actually on the verge of implementing a tool for all employees and managers to utilize for tracking OKRs and regular two-way communication and feedback. And I believe we've got a real opportunity here to create a culture of feedback built on that foundation of skillful communication. And if we do it well, well, what an impact this could have on engagement. But I'm very aware that if we don't do it well, we risk levels of engagement dropping because I think badly delivered feedback can be worse than none at all. Um, So I'm really looking to find out what guidance you could offer me as an HR business coach to ensure the success of this rollout and to help build that culture of skillful communication and feedback and maybe some of the things that you've witnessed others trip up on.
1: Oh, I love this one, Louise. And kudos to your organization for going here. And I have to give you a ton of credit for, you know, not just kind of thinking it's all unicorns and rainbows. We actually could potentially make it worse. And gosh, I wouldn't We want to be involved with that. So awesome on that. Um, I will, Some folks may not know the term OKRs. Would you elaborate on that for people?
2: Yeah. So objectives and key results. So um, you would set an objective for somebody maybe at the beginning of a year, and the key results are the way that you're going to achieve that objective. So they'll be broken down kind of ways that you're going to get to that overall objective that you're looking to achieve.
1: Love it. And it's so important. I was just on with a leader recently, and I asked, so did the folk, do the folks know what great looks like? And they kind of looked at me. I said, yeah, that's because that is the leadership's. Uh, opportunity to make sure that we're all aligned on what those key results actually look like. And so we have a shared reality of what success looks like. So that's huge. Uh-huh. Uh, Louise, give us a little context. Um, is the current culture one that loves feedback, doesn't love feedback? Is there a current state? You could just kind of let us know where you're starting from. So I think the
2: um, honest answer so <laughs> um is probably a mixture. I think we've got quite a large group of leaders. And I think what we're finding is that some departments are regularly communicating and giving feedback on a regular basis. Others maybe are and not through necessarily any fault or want to shy away from it, um, but just maybe just so busy that they don't have time to think about this. So what we're looking for is that this system is actually going to put a focus on, let's, as an organization, be consistent. Let's build this culture of um, regular communication, regular feedback, because it's only going to bring us success. It's a win-win, but if we do it right. Yeah, I love it.
1: Okay, so what I'm getting at is here you have a change program. So before you even dive into the what, the program, helping all the folks have a shared reality on You know, why are we having this and where are we now? And the, uh, you know, I encourage transparency of this is where we're at. And you just said it, you know, we're in some different places. So if you back up and say, you know, our organization is going to be really successful if we really help each and every one of you be your best self. And just so everyone knows our leaders, that's part of their explicit job. It's not just to get the work done, but it's to help you grow, and so that we get the the work done together in a great way, right? Something like that. And you may know that everybody knows that, but it's not really the shared reality until everyone's heard it together. And then um, the you know the reason we're doing this is, and, and just tell them you know what it is, why we're doing it, and what the benefit is. And it might sound like romper room. And oftentimes, because you're in a privileged position of kind of seeing all of it, it's easy to forget that not everybody right. else has the, that, that benefit, right? So, that's an mm-hmm. easy starting point. And then I think the, the, the you, to acknowledge some of the folks… So that, you know, people just, everyone feels good about it. Saying, hey, one of the things is we have some folks who seem to have this as a, a habit that they've been doing longer. They're doing great from it. We want to learn from them. Others of you may be a little earlier in the journey. That's okay, right? Normalize that for some people. It's not that easy. And for the most part, this is an area that I would say the, the vast majority of leaders could improve upon. Doesn't mean they're not great at it, but certainly they could all improve upon it. And helping empower all the people to realize that kind of feedback isn't being done to you, right? We're making this a very interactive, engaged process so that we're all in it together. So just pause there. That just kind of sets the ethos. How's that landing for you?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's critical to sort of highlight that not all of the leaders are necessary at the same level, of skill sets in 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 this type of a project and some people might be internally running for the hills going oh my goodness this really takes me outside of my comfort zone whilst others are maybe thinking well I'm already doing this this is just formalizing it Um, and I think it's really important to set the stage of you know there's no judgments but what we're going to do is help to upskill those of you who 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 need that that guidance and that coaching? Um, I think it's really how how we go about doing that.
1: Yeah, I love that. And as I'm thinking it through, um, is part of the rollout getting with the leaders first and getting them comfortable with the whole thing, and then you roll it down to the employees. Help us just understand how you're thinking about that part.
2: Yeah. So. The rollout plan is still being determined, which is why it's so key for me to ask you this question today, because I think absolutely that needs to be considered. Um, The the managers and the leaders are really going to be the ones who set the example, for want of a better phrase, um, make this sort of part of normal everyday life for everybody and lead by example. Um, and I think that's a really great tip is to is to give them that time and that opportunity to become very comfortable with it. And maybe even a suggestion could be having them working with each other in smaller groups and getting used to maybe making some of those mistakes with each other before impacting the, on, on their direct reports maybe. I, I don't know whether you'd support that.
1: Oh, I was going there. So I appreciate you. So okay. this is the genius of your system. So I think this is your intention is, hey, this is not – My program, right, or my department. This is something that we, as leadership, want to own as a culture. So we're empowering Mm -hmm. all of us, and you know, and and normalize for some people. You know, for some folks, and you, if you, if you have the safety, you can say, hey, who's a little bit, you know, on a scale of one to ten, who's maybe a little uncomfortable? Who's a three? Who's a who's a six? Who's a seven? And, And normalize. Hey, we just this is part of the whole experience. Is us as leaders getting comfortable that there are areas that we're not necessarily all perfect on and that's okay. And yeah. I think, you know, where I've seen this flop is where the, the leader, you know, you get the, the employee base who's a bit more skillful than the leader. Hey, that happens, yeah. right? We call the, the managing up, but you know, you want to help the leaders have a realistic understanding of where they're at because part of, you know, I would imagine your organization is this isn't really an optional task for our leaders. We do need everybody at a decent level of proficiency to help develop your people. And we're here to help you make that happen. But, you know, for the sake of your folks, you don't want to let folks who aren't so great at it hide because that actually hurts Mm -hmm. the whole. Uh So, um, so if you get the leadership people, and I think that's the notion of what great looks like. I think when you think about the, uh, feedback is a great, it's totally great and it tends to look at you know what had happened. I love to honor my mentor and idol Marshall Goldsmith, who came up with the notion of feed forward, uh, which folks right. may or may not have heard of, right. And I, I think of that as, gosh, this is you know we're, we're here. I'm here helping you and I'm noticing that if you were um, uh, a, a bit more connecting with employees, that would really be great. I'd love to see you spend a little time connecting with people at a personal level before going into task, right? As opposed to, you know, I noticed you jumped into task and you didn't, right? So there's nothing wrong <laughs> with either one, but one is a bit more inspiring, cheering, I would say, you know, coaching and sets up an aspiration. And again, I just offer to leaders, have both in your pocket, but when you can provide that feed forward, that can be a really fun way to, um, to, to create feedback as a positive cultural thing as opposed to a stick, you know, like, Oh, you didn't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. And then tell us a little bit about if, if you don't mind the, how this tool works and, and cause I know a lot of folks, I mean, obviously this has not been nailed, right? Louise or people would have figured this out already. So <laughs> I am kind of curious if you're willing to, to share a little bit about the tool you're using or what, how it might work. And that will help our listeners learn.
2: Yeah, so the, the, the tool is going to kind of, um, ask employees on a weekly basis kind of how they're feeling at work that week. Um, so it's going to give managers really a good insight into if they've got somebody that's scoring like a two, um, for like a couple of weeks in a row and then normally at a four or a five, they're going to be able to see that and they're going to say, I need to pick up the phone or <clears throat> go and visit this employee because something's not going well for them and they need my support. So it's really going to highlight where their focus needs to be within the team because that shifts, doesn't it? You can't just be focusing on certain individuals all of the time. And I think there's a a risk in any team dynamic that 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 naturally can happen. Um, I've heard it said so many times, you give so much attention to your um, lower performers than you do focusing on your top performers. and Isn't that back to front? (laughs) So it's really going to put the focus where it needs to be. And then the the system itself, it works with sort of OKRs, which I'm sure you're you're understanding from my question and the follow-up conversation. That's something that we really do use very strongly at the organization. We believe that having those shared um, objectives means that we're all working towards the same goal. We're more likely to find success. So it supports the use of OKRs, and it also supports the philosophy of feed forward. So that speaks right into what we can build with this system because it, it's, a, it's something that I believe in. You know, putting that positive spin um, on giving feedback. It makes it easier to provide as well when you feed back, feed forward rather than feedback. If you've got a manager who's going to struggle to have that difficult conversation, what if you think about how they might do things differently in the future, it's an easier message to deliver than this is what you did wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. One thing just as a, that might help as a framework for all the leaders <laughs> is thinking, hey, whenever we're getting into these conversations, and this is just fundamentally the core of Say It's skillfully, right? It's the, okay, what's going on for you, the leader, the manager, right? And maybe you're really annoyed or maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable and this is part of their own emotional intelligence, Louise, like what's going on for you? So help people talk through the, 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 the inner conversation so that they just get whole with it and don't make themselves bad or wrong. They may be a little nervous, they may not have done it before, you know, whatever it is, if it's not a, a a positive, helpful energy, you need to encourage folks as leaders. You have to be able to let that go, right? In this case, you know, someone's not trying to do bad work, most likely, okay? Maybe you are frustrated. It's the third time you're going at it, but try to approach this in a way that's going to serve the other person. And that's, you know, first and foremost. And then that notion of, hey, put yourself in other person's shoes. And the kind of language I've often heard is, you did da-da-da-da, totally okay, that may put someone on their heels. So it might be like, ah, I'm here to help you. And I was noticing X, do you remember? And try to be more conversational. Lots of times people have it in their kind of in their mind and they just can't stop. They want to f- let it all rip. You know, and the poor person is just yeah. on an onslaught, right? <laughs> so that is one piece. And then always going back to, hey, the reason we're doing this is to really support the whole and helping reinforce the real shared obviously win with the organization thriving. So I just offer that as an easy frame um, to, to create as something that all the leaders perhaps can latch onto, particularly the ones who, who uh, this is a little bit newer for.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. How
1: is this landing? Any other questions? I, I'm curious if you have any other concerns going forward.
2: Um. No, I don't think so. Have you Have you um, seen other organizations kind of with the same um, kind of objective in mind of creating this kind of a culture and what pitfalls are, are common what, what what things we might find we trip up on that we could maybe be aware of to try and avoid from the offset?
1: Yeah, I appreciate this. I have seen this where I think always the intention is positive, right? Louise, I do think the intention has been positive. And I think that what happens is the leadership isn't necessarily synced up and really aware of the employee experience. And that means you have to have the safety and the trust to not just ask people what they really think, but to really know that they're going to tell you the truth. And a lot of organizations again with very positive intention have asked for input. They've gotten input from folks and then it doesn't really go anywhere. I hear this a lot from employees. Like we get these surveys, we give input and then we have no idea what happens. And so they're kind of like, why am I giving you input? So it, it can it can the experience can be here we go again. Here's another new <laughs> thing. And if we just endure and you know bite the bullet it'll go away too. So you know I just think I think that, that is a total fair experience. You know if Having been in my fair share of bigger cor- corporations, that can that can legitimately be what people experience, right? And and so I mm-hmm. think that notion of we're owning this together, we need it to be um, effective for all of us, and it's all of our responsibility if it's not. And I think that that takes a little bit more time to our conversation. You you could say, well, look at I have three weeks. I'm going to roll up this this program, and here we go. Right, as opposed to taking it stepwise, enrolling your most important leaders right as part of the change jury, so that they're you know bringing it to your folks that takes more effort so I think that that you're what you're doing, Louise, is really exactly what needs to happen, and you know I think making sure that you're you're hearing people for what they're really saying and not what you'd like it to be. And I'm a very optimistic person, so it's very easy for me to see all the high points, right? Say, oh, wait a (laughs) second, am I really hearing what's going on here, right? And we're not trying to make everyone happy, let's be clear, but you start to really parse it out saying, hey, and as as to your, I love the fact that you folks are so okay, are focused. You start to say, okay, as I'm doing this, you kind of apply your own set. maybe a month into it, you're looking for these kinds of outcomes. So you start to help people see that. I think that we'll know we're doing well and we're heading in the right direction. If these are the kinds of things that we're hearing and seeing, and if not, we reserve the right to put a stop and do a, 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 a checkpoint
3: and tweak.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I think the, um, the point about sort of owning it together, we're really fortunate to have such a uh, strong senior leadership. I, I, uh, I was in a global management meeting just last week and our CEO sort of stood in front of the leadership team and said, this is something we're going to use. We own it together. He absolutely delivered that message. We're all part of this and it's going to take all of our success, but I believe in it and I want us to use this because I believe it's going to kind of get us to where we need to be. Um, So to have that buy-in and to have already had that message delivered from the CEO, I think, it puts us on a, on a great start, a great great first foot out the gate, I think. Yeah,
1: you're really fortunate. That's that's a, a wonderful place to be. And I yeah. think someone like you can normalize. We're not trying to be perfect. This, we're going to do our best shot. And some things may be a little bumpy, maybe a little messy. Normalize that. And it's up to all of us. So please, you know, the bad news travels faster to you. Right. And then, as you know, when people give you what might be perceived as tough news, the first thing we say is, oh, thank you so much for bringing that up. It may not have been easy to share. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, you start to you know, create this inv- invitation for people. And, you know, it sounds like you folks are just well on your way for folks in organizations where this isn't as normal yet. Just know it takes time for people to trust that this is really the people are thinking does the do leadership really want to hear? I mean, I worked with someone and it was a year. And he said, "Well, I've been saying this for month to month. I said, keep with it. You have to keep with it because people are like they don't really want to know." <laughs> right? And then you're like, "Wow, they do want to know." And it may take 10-12 months for that message to really sink in. So I just want to encourage folks to stay the course.
2: Absolutely. Uh, there's a right time to bring these things in, isn't there? And there's oh. a you know, knowing when that right time is is key.
1: Fantastic. So we have covered a lot of ground, and I am curious, do you have a particular top takeaway?
2: I do, actually. And it was, um, you know, when you talk about um, being aware of yourself, um, I think that's something that all leaders, that that's really critical. And it's not just being aware of your own emotions when you're going into those conversations. It's, I think, part of the success of this project, this rollout, is going to be, self-awareness from every single leader. You know, if you know that this isn't your comfort zone, that's fine. Encourage people to reflect on it. Encourage people to... Encourage the leaders to really decide for themselves where they sit on that kind of scale of comfort when it comes to talking to their their direct reports on a regular basis and that feed-forward philosophy. I think that's half the battle. If you know that you're lacking in, in some skills, you can work on it. But if you don't take that time to reflect on your own capabilities, then it's, it's not necessarily going to go as well as it could be. It's about being your best self and that's going to need that initial self-reflection, which I think is a great place to start with the leadership team.
1: Genius. Absolutely genius. Your intention, your energy, and your warmth. For sure, Louise, our assets, the organization, I have no doubt this is going to go great. I am here for you. So I'm cheering for you. If I can be of more help, you know how to reach me. And I really thank you for calling in and being part of the solution. You take good care.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly. Ciao, ciao.
1: I love to hear these. These are like so inspiring to me. Okay. Before my next caller, let me invite you. If you have something on your mind that you'd like to talk about, we're at 866-472-5790 or International Collect, country code 1-480-398-3352. And as a reminder, more help for you to say it skillfully on my website, sayitskillfully.com. Okay, and we are coming back to the States uh, in the Big Apple, not too far from little old me. We have Laurel next. Laurel,
4: welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's my pleasure, and I am very keen to hear what the uh, challenging conversation or situation is on your mind.
4: Yes, I actually work for Cornell University, your alma mater. Um, And I am, (laughs) go Big Red, Um, and I'm a part of a new team um, that's called the Discovery Team. Now, it's within our Alumni Affairs and Development Division, and I think the hardest part that we're facing is there's so many different people coming onto our team from different areas of the university, and just we're creating an entire new team. And we're creating new um, data systems and everything for that. And I think that's the challenge is I'm good with change. I love change and I love challenging myself, but I'm trying to figure out how to be an ally to my team members that are a little nervous about change.
3: Wow. This is a great one. What
1: a wonderful opportunity (laughs) to start up something new. I love it. Yeah. Um, Can you share with us um, about how many people are coming on board with you, and are you the manager of all of them? How? Just give me a little bit of context.
4: Sure. My um, director is Christopher Height, so we are all under him. Um, I'm the, di- um, the development coordinator. I know it's a mouthful. The development coordinator for the discovery team. <laughs> and what I do is I'm on the back end, so I deal with all of our data for our team, and then we have about nine gift officers on our team. And the gift of officers are working with our prospects and getting the money for Cornell for all these scholarships and everything.
1: Wow, got it. Okay, so I have a good snapshot of that. Um, I guess I'd ask you, um, what would
4: success look like? I think success, for at least from my perspective, is we are an entire new team. And actually, our fiscal year starts on July 1st. So it will be our first year of getting our numbers out and seeing and showing our senior leadership team what we do. And they created our team for us. Now they want kind of the outcome. And are we doing um, what we said we were going to do and kind of what our struggles are and how they can assist us? So for me, it's the data side. And the data that our team is providing us is going all the way up to our senior leadership team which is um, supporting my team and everything. And I think the biggest challenge is just making sure that those numbers are there and we're producing. So just knowing that senior leadership has our back and sees what we're doing, I think is something that's important to me.
1: Okay. That sounds great. So now I'm going to dig a little in terms of showing results. Like what do you think in terms of the team, how does the team need to work? What are some of the success factors for the team, because the results are the results are the results, right? They're going to be what they are. Yes. <laughs> what to the, generally it's the who people are, how they work together that produces those results. So, share a little bit for me what you think. Uh, what do you think some of those success factors are?
4: Sure, I think right now I'm trying to build trust with our gift officers, and they're coming from different college units or different things like that. So this is their first time reporting to Christopher. And some of these people have come here, working here for 10 plus years. So it's just that resistance to change and me trying to support them and say, you can let go of some of these things and give them to me. You can let go of some of these tasks and all you have to do is just forward the information to me and let me worry about it. And (laughs) meeting people halfway, (laughs) I think is the biggest challenge too.
1: Okay, I've got this. So let's start at the beginning. And I love that you've already figured this out. And it is the trust with the gift mm-hmm. officers. And um, I, I think that, you know, obviously you're very outgoing, you're very open, you want, you know, a, a team win. That's all awesome. And, you know, this is um, a matter of finding a way that for each of those individual folks, there are different people, different personalities, different backgrounds. Um, and so, you know, you, you can take it as a one-on-one. It also can be done in something as a group. And so I'm not going to pick one or the other, but I'll give you both options. Um, and mm-hmm. I think in a one-on-one setting, part of it is just vulnerability is a must for trust. Cour- it takes courage to be vulnerable. And that's something that we can model for people. Um, and, and, you know, generally we don't brag about all the struggles and the tough things and what we don't know, Um, And there is a judgment call on how to be vulnerable for sure, Laurel, but that ability to just say, Hey, I'm really a person here. I'm not perfect. Um, And I'm here, you know, to help you be successful. Um, And so figuring out how you have that conversation with folks offline, not about the work, not about, I need the data. Give me the data. Just let go. I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be like, Hey, where are you? And in a lot of work settings I have experienced it's not so normal that people feel they can actually exhale fully and really be who they are. They feel like they're being judged. They feel like they're being watched. They think if they make a wrong move, it could be the end of the world. I'm not saying that that's what it's like in your world, but there's a lot of that going on. So just appreciate that, understandably, some people may not have come from super trusting environments. And so it's just about kind of gauging that, for where, meeting people where they are, we call that. Um, so that ability to work one-on-one as a human being and say, hey, like, I know we've got all this work to do, but could we spend 20 minutes? Tell me a little bit about your journey. I'll tell you about mine. And showing that you value the person as a human being. And that's just foundational. And when people know that, you know, this person's not perfect, I'm not pretending that I'm perfect and they're here to help me be successful and me grow, there's a lot to like about that. Right. So mm-hmm. that's one way to go. And then I think as you evolve saying, Hey, we're in this this is a new thing. You know, I what do you think about change? I mean, do you love change? Do you not love change? Some people may be like you, and some people may like, you know what, Laurel, I hate it. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> right? Let them yes, if you can yes, be somewhere where people feel like I can be real around her, you're in a really great place. And then start saying, Hey, so here's a few things. Let me share with you my world and I'd love to hear about your world. So this is this is what I call empathetic understanding. not that you have to be able to do their job or that they can do your job, but to appreciate what it feels like, where are the stresses, where are the uncertainties so that each person feels like, wow, this person gets it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I say that since they're all gift officers, this could be a great thing to do as a team saying, hey, we're in this whole new gig. And for sure, you know, let's just what do we think? and I've used this term high dream, our best hope like, 12 months from now, right? What do we want the president or whomever to be saying about us and align on what that vision is? And at the same time, this, so this is your, your high dream. There's a low dream, like what's our worst fear? And then the ability to know what the worst fear is and how do we mitigate that so that our highest hope, right, our high dream happens, just gets it out of the table. I call this the shared reality. So look at it. It isn't just about unicorns and rainbows. It's about the stuff that could go wrong. <laughs> Right? Uh, I like so, that. That's a good way to look at it. So that can really, you know, pause there. You know, I, I know you may have some different folks, but if you can be the person who kind of helps glue it together and helps people be free and, and, and you know, you can close the door say, hey, then this is a safe space. What's not working? What do we need to fix? And that can be a real place of comfort for
4: folks. That's great. That's really good advice for that.
1: Yeah. What, uh, anything else that's on your mind that, um, is a challenge or question that you might have. I
4: I think the biggest thing, and you kind of touched on it, is working with different gift officers' work style. So I am having the one-on-ones with them and seeing, I know some people like phone calls, some people like these video calls, some people like to email, or I am. So kind of adjusting to that, and you're right. I'm trying to be their ally and build the trust. So I'm doing my best on that aspect. But sometimes I think I need to let go of being a perfectionist don't want to say perfectionist but I think I'm trying my best to help them and do everything I can but what do I do when they're not meeting me halfway and I've done everything I could it's more just how do I reach out to them and say hey we need to work on this and what what would you like me to change so I think I have to let go of that
1: (laughs) well so I just want to throw a, a label on this when Things aren't perfect, right? And and there's a little bit of conflict. Conflict is what it is. We don't judge it as good or bad. But if there's a disconnect, right, we want to raise it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so for sure, there's uh, a lot of folks, you hear conflict averse. It's a bad thing. I would say lean into it. It's something, it's information. And so let's say you Mm -hmm. think it's very clear that this is what we agree to. And that's your story. And maybe that's true, but maybe it's not. And so, a way to visit that with someone, Sam. Hey, Sam, can we level set on something? Because I think we have a disconnect. I apologize if there's something that I'm doing that's not making it work. Can we can we sync up and and own it and say, Hey, I, if this is a situation, you describe it. You're not. You did this. I did that. You describe what's going on, and saying here was my expectation. What was yours? And just start to open up and talk about it. And if someone just didn't do something they said they were going to do, hey, I, I you had said this, and then I didn't see it get done, you know, help me help me with this, and what am I missing? And give folks, like give that. them the benefit of the doubt to own it, right, Laurel? I mean, we've all made mistakes, and what you don't want to feel is backed yes. into a corner, <laughs> right? So give them a chance to say, ah, oh, my bad, totally hosed it up, okay? And yes. great, right, so hey, so thanks so much, Sam, for owning it. What do we do next time? Is there something I can be doing so that we don't get this far down?
4: That's a great point. And I think that's really what I'm trying to do with our team is say, okay, July 1st, we have a completely clean slate. We have an entire year to build what we want to do. And I think that's, I like challenge for me. I, I thrive on, oops, I did something wrong. Now how do I fix it? And I have to adjust to people being afraid of failing. And for me, it's, I've failed a lot in my life with so many different things. And I think that's what made me who I am today. So you're right. I think I need to work with each person and say, okay, what can I do to help you? um, And how should we look at this in the future? And you're right. I think, too, training somebody from a different aspect. Some people are good with screenshots of um, things. Some people like to work it through. And I think I, I need to do a little bit better job at that. Well, this is,
1: don't don't be too tough on yourself. It, it is about just getting curious, which is one of my favorite meta skills, the energy you bring saying, hey, you know, we have different work styles. I'd love to share a little bit about, you know, what I think helps me be my best. And I really want to know what helps you be your best. And I'm happy to, you know, work with all these all of you different folks and however makes most sense. So just be transparent about it. You know, I think that that's yeah. Partly, sometimes people are guessing. Well, I wonder, I wonder what they like. I'm like, how about asking them what
0: the preference
1: would <laughs> right. be, right? Be and then if it doesn't work for you, which is totally legit too, by the way, hey, would you be willing to tweak this? Because you know, it really wrecks my life when I get the data in this format. You know, which is, they would not know if you don't tell them. Do you know what I'm saying? Then people are. Oh, I can't believe I have to reformat this spreadsheet. <laughs> but you didn't tell anybody that when they send it to you, it's driving you crazy.
4: That is very true, and I think that's a good way to look at it. Okay, I love
1: your energy and positivity. I think it's fantastic for Big Red that you're there. We've covered a
4: lot. Do you have a particular top takeaway? I think um, really what you said about just asking somebody um, and telling them that, okay, this didn't work and how can we fix it? And um, you're right. Exactly what you said about the spreadsheets. They're sending me information or something and I'm like, eh, it's really not working. So going back to them and not being afraid to say, hey, this isn't working, like let's fix it together. And really just fixing things together, I think is the biggest takeaway.
1: That's awesome. And you know, you're know, you being so upfront about it and normalizing it. You know, I, I get that you're very cour- courageous and you're you know, you have a level of confidence, someone who's saying, hey, I have filled a lot and I'm not afraid of failing. And that takes some confidence. And so that's a great way for you to model. And then the the compassion that for some folks are not quite there yet. And so that actually mm-hmm. could be a little bit intimidating. So, you know, meeting people where they are. And then, um, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that if you give everyone the space uh, to try to be their best so that you guys are going to crush it. So I'm cheering for you, you. in a big way.
4: Thank you, Molly, and go big red.
1: Yeah, for sure. You take good care. Thanks for being part of the solution. Bye. Have a great day. Ciao, ciao. Oh, my God. Bright lights. I love, love, love it. Uh, Okay, we are now heading to the south, to the state of Alabama. And a big hello to Jenny. Jenny, thank you for joining me on Say It Skillfully.
5: Thank you for having me, Molly.
1: So this is a treat. I am very excited to hear what's on your mind. What uh, sensitive situation or tough conversation do you have?
5: Yeah. Um, well, I I would like to bring out um, speaking concisely uh, a little bit of a backstory. I'm beginning my ADHD coaching practice. Um. I'm excited to coach. I'm confident I create a very healthy partnership with my clients. Um, However, when I'm um, asked to, like in in a recorded practicum um, where um, I'm testing for my accreditation, I lose my words. I get stressed out. I know that this is all in my head. I, but I, um, I struggle speaking concisely when, when some when one could say when it really matters.
1: I love you for bringing this up because I and I would say that the vast majority of people um, listening can totally relate. You know when the chips are you know, the highest, and there's a lot to lose, it can be really intimidating. So thank you, thank you, thank you, first and foremost, Jenny, for just bringing it up, right? Because then I'm laughing with you. Believe me, the chuckle was like, okay, I have totally been there. Um, so let's just normalize that for the world. You are normal. I am normal. This is, like, not um, an uncommon thing at
5: all. Okay. So, what do we do about this, Molly? Because, (laughs) like, I oh, I I um with because of um um with a little bit of of your influence, I put my feet on the ground. I take deep breaths before I start any practicum. Um, I try to, uh, you know, I I really do try to get into that. Mindful in the moment state, but uh, one thing, you know, one one like bump in the road, and, and it's uh, it's it's emotionally flooding. Honestly,
1: yeah, I, I I get it, I get it. So there's no one okay. thing here. This is definitely more art than science. But let's explore it a little bit. And I'm confident this is also a journey for us. It's not that you click. Okay, click, salt, done, right? So it is about celebrating the things that help you feel a little bit better. And so way to go to get the feet on the ground, sit up tall, deep breathing, all that is part of the process. So just know that that's part of your journey. Um, I can feel that want, I want to do it right, you know? And so that can create a little pressure. And so free yourself, mm-hmm. right? To like you made a ton of pro- this. I don't even know the details. I know you've made a ton of progress, right? So celebrate that, celebrate that. This is the, this is the Molly, be your best friend, Jenny, don't be your worst enemy, right? So you want to show yourself um, the love and, and that, because this is what you're doing for folks, folks who have ADHD. And by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you for going there. Cause this is something that people very near and dear to me struggle with and to be able to have an expert And a caring resource to help people through this, right, which is just getting kind of the medical and and expert care they need is hugely, hugely needed in the world and so positive. So, you know, you're in this great place of service already. So I think that you have this kind of natural, you have a natural, like you're giving and and making lives better, right? So just that's so great to, to, to know about what you do. So um, I guess you know when you do these practicums and you get a little you know, um, wigged out a little bit. What would you say? What's the fear? Like, what is it going on in your head?
5: Um, the fact that there's that like I record all of my client sessions, um, and I'm very comfortable with with that. I, I, I rewatch my 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 sessions, however. In a practicum, I know that my entire academy will be able to review them. I, I, I'm a little nervous. I, I guess I'm a little self, um, I, I am insecure about it if I really botch up, which I often do. Um, knowing that it's it's just so tying. It, it's what is, what happens? I, honestly, I become a deer in a headlight as soon as, as soon as there's an interesting question. Um, in the coaching world, there's really not a, you know, they say you get a second question if you ask a not so great a question. You always get a follow-up. It's okay. Just stay curious. It's hard for me to stay curious knowing that I'm being recorded for everyone to watch.
1: Yeah. I get it. I get it. The thing is, you've done these recordings with your clients, and you think they come out great, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, number one, you know you can do it. So, there's no lack of competency. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, you're absolutely. Game on. Yeah, so you got that. That's great. You know, you can do it. And yep. the internal conversation of you're going to practice him. It could be like, it's going to be hard. What if I don't? It, it could be the conversation you might say is, Gosh, Jenny, it's so easy. This is so easy. It's so
5: easy. It's so
1: easy. Yeah. It's so easy. This is so easy. And I'm dumbing it down a little bit because that's I think true. sometimes that's what we need. Like, this is so easy. And uh, the, the question that comes to mind, you know, if you say it, ah, you know what? I'm going to take that back. This is actually the question I'd really like to ask. So if we, real time, oh, boo-boo, made a boo-boo, rewind, you know, joke a little, be light, that lightness, that lightness skill you've heard me say, right? Uh, let me rewind mm-hmm. that. Here's a do over there's many different just get a phrase or two that you might like let me change gears right and so just give yourself mm-hmm. an out i'm i'm hearing a sense of maybe like it's got to be so perfect cuz i flow from this and then i flow perfect right you're like honey that is a lot of pressure okay so you yeah. know think about coffee conversation with a relative there's no there's never a wrong thing to say when you're having a coffee chat you're just chatting over coffee so Give yourself some ease, right? You're just interacting with this person. And, you know, regardless of what you say, at your heart, you're you're there helping people win, win. And people feel hurt, right? right? So you can give yourself credit that way. And then, you know, and then, you know, sometimes because, hey, you know what? I lost it a little bit. My concentration was off. Do you mind repeating that, please? I did that the other day on a podcast right. and someone was asking me a question and I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I don't remember the question, you know, as opposed sure. to, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I mean, we forget the questions all the time that happens. It's a normal thing. Sure.
5: Sure. And I, well, and, 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 and I like that. This is, I like go the thought of this is so easy. This you know, and and I'm not graded. I'm not tested. It's not a pass or fail on these practicums. A deeper reflection. It, it is really just ego driven. I want a recording of me, hmm, of me doing well. Um, but I. You're right. You're right. The more I think about this the more chance that I will come up inauthentic. And that's definitely what you don't want in the coaching community.
1: Um, I I just want to pause here because this reflection in your own self-awareness for everyone listening, right? The Oh my God, it's being ego-driven. I want it to be this perfect recording. So when everyone else listens, there's this perfect recording of this amazing ADHD coach. And you're like, well, let that go. And, oh, what about this super authentic, super in the moment, big heart, clearly this person right. wants to help, and your folks you're working with, I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. if we're modeling that we're perfect, does that mean that they have to be perfect? I mean, how much stress is that on your client?
5: <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, yes, absolutely, absolutely, Um yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I I kind of have a piggyback question to that that I think you would um, really be able to um, have a, perhaps a few wise words for me about.
3: Oh, let it um, rip!
5: Is it okay? I love it. Um, when I'm getting feedback from uh Feed feed forward from my amazing ADCA leaders, um, coach, ADHD coaching leaders. Um, I, you know, this is a new, um, this is definitely a new journey for me. Like I'm definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm loving coaching, but that feed forward, um, is pain. It's, it's, um, and, and everybody at, everybody in my academy is so wonderful at being kind. And, you know,
2: we, we get it. We speak ADHD,
5: but, um, that emotional flooding of, of, of getting speed forward. Um, is, is that something that is also a journey? Because it's, um, even when said in a positive way, it kind of hurts. It kind of hurts my feelings, my ego. Thank you
1: for being articulate. Okay, and so this is what I would say, Jenny. This is information, and let's not judge it or ourselves. And so, feed for you know this person's coming from a good place is what I'm hearing. You know they're kind. You know it's good for you. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's all. And then, but yet yeah, you're saying yeah but it's emotional for me. It hurts. Hey, that's information. So this just be with that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm I'm feeling hurt. I know no one's trying to hurt me. Okay. Why? What, Mm -hmm. what about it? What about it? um, Am I finding hurtful? Get curious about that. And not in, again, a judging, like you shouldn't or should. Hey, it is. I'm wondering what's going on for me or that kind of, that kind of stinks, and I know that it's you know legit and it's uh, intended to be helpful and what have you. So well, I don't have an answer for you, but that's kind of no. the and that may not you may not have an answer and it may just be huh, and what kind of hurts, and so I might offer to you, hey, it hurts. Do you want it to? No. Okay. Well, what 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 might that what might make that hurt go away? And that hurt we might just say, you know, that this person's coming in with me at, with love.
5: Wow.
0: Hmm.
5: A, yeah. I once again I I just talking to you, I I'm able it's my ego. It's I'm being given feed forward in front of um a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And so here's the thing. And you know, yeah, Marshall said this someone gives you some feed forward, it, and it's just like, thank you. It is a gift. It is a gift. Yeah. And it's our choice, you know, to how you want to handle it. But it is a gift that someone cared enough to say something. Because generally, it's probably sure. easier not to say anything. <laughs> and so yeah. that's a habit, right? A habit could be, oh, I'm getting this. These people are telling me stuff, but a new habit could be. Oh my God, how lucky! I am so lucky. I'm so grateful. And when you say, "Gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful," it's kind of hard to, you know. It's just, it's just kind of you're just in a good place. Yeah. I mean, our you know our friend Chester Elton, you know, he's so amazing. This notion of gratitude, and you know, what are you grateful for? We have clean air. We have clean water. Your your family is close by. I mean, there's like a zillion things. And it's pretty hard to go to a dark place when you can land yourself in really some, some solid areas that you're really grateful for. And, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for you, Jenny, wow. for having the courage to join me mm-hmm. and share this with an open heart, because I think people listening might be like, wow, you know, that's not necessarily easy yeah. to do. So, you know, all this is in the spirit of growth. You know, whenever it's a little stingy, a little uncomfortable, that's just a sign of growth.
5: Sure. Okay. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That's um, it, uh, being uncomfortable as a sign of growth, and 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 I know, I know, I I know I've, I've no, I know that it's just sometimes it's it's great to um, be reminded. Um, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. We
1: have uh, chatted about a lot of things, and so I appreciate, you know, you're really working it. What is uh, your top takeaway from our little chat, Jenny?
5: Um, I think that it would be um, being grateful and, and being grateful and being, um, when it comes to practicums, just you know, a reiteration of of it's a it's a coffee conversation, and I don't need to be perfect for my clients because um, you know we're, we're all on the same. We we all have ADHD, and we all struggle with different areas, and and just it's kind of okay, like it's just uh, that I should just kind of cloud about the practicum.
1: That's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. It's really great. I use this term. We're all perfectly imperfect. Okay, we're all yeah. perfectly imperfect. And you know what I'm feeling is this. There's a notion of giving yourself permission, Jenny, to just be. You know, to be whatever is is happening at that moment, and to not judge it. And that's not easy. But that is the breathing and the Zen. <laughs> and this is what it's. This is what the experience of being you is, okay? And your ability to be the experience of you can set forth an example of other folks having space to be whoever they are.
5: I love that. Thank
1: you, Molly. Thank you. You know I am cheering for you. You know how to reach me, so if I can be of more help, don't hesitate. Absolutely. Keep me posted after the next practicum, and I will look forward to hearing how it goes. And most of all, I appreciate you, Jenny, for being part of the solution.
5: Thank you. I appreciate being here. Have a wonderful day, Molly.
1: Yeah. Take good care. Ciao, ciao. Ah, people have so much heart. It's just so overwhelming. Okay, we're closing now. My thought for the week. Being more aware gives us the freedom to exist in this very moment as we want to best serve ourselves and those around us. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your own top takeaways. And no, I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions and execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness
3: is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.bililt40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem.